1: Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These Little Wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Breaking news live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd wet Los Angeles, pouring windy Los Angeles, wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day so J-Mac, Greg Cosell, one hour from now, if you like football, bet football fantasy football Greg Cosell, one hour eight coaching openings, they've now all officially been filled five of the eight went to defensive coaches, I don't think owners are watching what's happening in the league but, um, so Dallas gets a little weaker today. Dan Quinn, remember, all the best defensive coordinators now, they all got head jobs. So it's Dallas probably doesn't find Dan Quinn's equal and has to introduce a new defensive scheme in Mike McCarthy's lame duck
2: year yeah it's weird i you and i don't love dan quinn as a head coach but in this spot with washington i think it's kind of a home run yeah so let's talk about that first of all
1: eight new coaches five defensive um i will say this in 2021 offensive head coaches won 12 playoff games defensive head coaches won one in 2022 Offensive coaches won 12 playoff games. Defensive coaches won, again, one. This year after the Super Bowl, offensive coaches will have won nine games. Defensive coaches, stellar year, will have won four. This would not have been my choice, but I do think Washington is the second best opening after the Chargers and Justin Herbert. A wealthy new owner, a clean slate there, most cap space in the league, the number overall, number two overall pick in a great college quarterback draft, a very winnable division. Dallas is going to pull back, I think, a little without Quinn, and Philadelphia is getting old, and some very good wide receiver talent. So Dan Quinn should take care of the defense. Um, the cap space should take care of the O-line and some roster deficiencies, and the young wide receiver talent will take care of of whoever the young quarterback is. And we know where a young quarterback lands really, really matters. You also have a sharp GM from San Francisco, Adam Peters, uh, to spend all that free agent money. So Drake May is probably going to Washington. So an uh, East Coast kid can stay on the East Coast, Drake May, whose comp is Justin Herbert. It's a pretty good comp. I've watched enough of him. I see a lot of Justin Herbert. Big kid, moves well, power arm. Good player. So... You know what this sounds like? Because my initial response is, a defensive coach? You know what this sounds like? The Houston Texans. Number two pick. Cap space. Defensive coach. A connection to the San Francisco culture. Some interesting wide receivers. And the previous seven, eight years, a laughable Either executive office or owner. And C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans turned it around. Laughing stock to the playoffs. Laughing stock to a playoff win in one year. So I think Washington's a really good job. I don't love eight openings and five defensive coaches. But I will say, cap space, defensive coach who's got experience. He had a winning record in Atlanta and a Super Bowl game. He should have won loss but got there. Receiving talent, go hire a good, smart OC, this feels, it sounds like it should work. Wouldn't have been my choice, but could work. But the the more interesting part today to me is actually Dallas. So again, Dan Quinn's a very good DC, and he was more than capable as a head coach. His best years were with Kyle Shanahan, but that's okay. Okay. The Steelers would love to get a Kyle Shanahan as an offensive coordinator. There's no question a brilliant offensive coordinator always helps a defensive coach. Hopefully Dan Quinn can land one. But it's very unlikely Dallas is going to land a young D.C. that connects, elevates that defense like Dan Quinn did. But here's the other thing that's interesting. So Micah Parsons, it has been a very noisy last couple of weeks for Dallas. So Micah Parsons yesterday, podcast, grabbed his mic and called out the staff. People saying,
3: well, why ain't you go to linebacker? Because, you know, they said you could stop the run. Well, guess what? The packages are in for me to go to linebacker. There's multiple packages, multiple variations, but I can only play what it's called. Whatever they're calling, whatever personnel they're putting on, I'm not putting out personnel. I'm not putting out...
1: Uh the calls there nothing's coming from me. So in the last couple of weeks, cd Lamb's mom called out Dak, Micah Parsons' brother called out the cowboy organization, Micah Parsons now calling out the coaches, and Dak's brother called out the fans. Why is this all happening? Well, I think there's two reasons. Number one is when you pay a B to a B-plus quarterback Mahomes' money, there are limitations on the roster, and you're going to be disappointed in the playoffs. I think Dak's a solid quarterback. I've said it before. He's Kirk Cousins with better mobility. That's what he is. The numbers don't lie. But they pay him like Mahomes. Next year's cap hits $59.5 million. That's outrageous for Dak. And if you look at Dak Prescott in the postseason, and that's where you earn the bag, he has had one in eight years, one great playoff game. That was against the Bucks. He ate him up. He had a great, great game. He's had one other really good game. That was a loss at the Rams. Excuse me. That was a loss against the Packers. Outside of that, mm. one great game, one really good game. Mm. million cap hit next year. And I think Dallas has mostly not been that noisy. Dez Bryant was the last noisy cowboy. Why in the last couple of weeks? CeeDee Lamb. Dak's brother. Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons' brother. Why? You know why, in my opinion? Because all those cowboy players and players see the truth, watched a young Jordan Love walk into Dallas, had a better arm than Dak, moved a lot better than Dak, was more accurate than Dak, makes about one-eighth of Dak, and players went, he, he's, just, he's just going in to the next 10 years. I think Cowboy players, I think Jordan Love walking into that stadium and lighting up Dallas with the youngest playoff roster since the 1970 Bills, and Jordan moves better than Dak, he's got a better whip than Dak, he's more consistently accurate than Dak, and he's not even into his prime yet, and he's not making any money. I mean, why else over the last two to three weeks? I mean, the Cowboys have lost playoff games before. Why would it get so noisy? I think that's what you're looking at. I don't know what the market is for Dak. Tom Brady had a two- to three-team market. Tom Brady. Bill Belichick just had no market. At 55 to $58 million, if you put him on the market, that's what his agent would want. What's Dak's market? Since that Russell Wilson mess with Sean Payton in Denver, people have no interest paying $50 million plus for a quarterback who's viewed as a B. So I think all of this came from Green Bay and Jordan Love, and you watched his talent, his movement, his accuracy, the whip, and I think those players saw it, and they see the truth. Dak's going to re-sign a big, fat contract. Jerry loves him, and you're going nowhere. Again, show Dak's playoff games. Eight years. The resume's in. One great game. One good game that he lost to the Packers, and a bunch of eh. Kirk Cousins with mobility. Kirk Cousins with a Jordan brand. That's not a knock on Dak. That's Dak's truth. That's Dak's reality. And now players inside the organization are calling him out and... No Dan Quinn means they're probably not as good defensively. What kind of coordinator are you going to get in Dallas when McCarthy's in his last year? It's like trying to get a great OC in Chicago with Matt Eberflus when everybody understands it's his last year. The best candidates are not interested. The best candidates want to go coach with Harbaugh. He's got a five-year guaranteed deal. Some of them may want to go coach with Dan Quinn. My guess is Dan Quinn takes one of his best assistants on the defensive side from Dallas. He may gut that Dallas staff. Because some of the best candidates are already gone. Remember, eight jobs, five defensive coaches. So that, those guys are already stealing the best young people on the market defensively. So who do you think Dan Quinn's going to take? He's going to take people from the Cowboys. So the defensive staff for Dallas now going to get gutted. The players are unhappy with Dak. And Jerry is the one guy there that loves him. Does not feel like a good day for the Cowboys. Five new defensive coaches all have at least a day, two days, three day advantage on Dan Quinn to hire top defensive coaches to build his defensive staff.
2: Am I, am I going overboard here? Probably a little bit. Um, remember, uh, his familiarity with that division helps. Like he knows the Giants extremely well, he knows the Eagles, so, and uh, he definitely uh, knows Dallas. Yeah, you and I, I think, agree on this. Dan
1: Quinn would not have been my first choice, but I think it should work. Yeah, it works here. Yeah, yeah. I think it does. I think. I think. Listen, it worked in Houston in the tougher AFC, and I think Drake May's Drake May's ceiling is higher than C.J. Stroud's, at least by
2: NFL people. And remember, Quinn worked with Shanahan in Atlanta. I'm going to go ahead and assume, hey, we got a rookie quarterback coming in. Shanahan, give me one of your best guys. I need a a quarterback guru to work with Drake May. Or let's not rule Jaden Daniels out totally just yet. Yeah, so I, I
1: think Washington, I think it sounds like it will work. A San Francisco connection, cap space, lots and lots of ability to buy some deficiencies, good young receivers, winnable division. Dallas should be weaker. Sirianni could be in a lame duck situation. We don't love his staff today. We don't and like the Giants at all. At all.
2: Forward. No. So it's like it should work in Washington. And listen, Dallas, I, twelve I think, straight win, uh, twelve plus wins the last three years. Is that going to continue? I
1: think I, it's a bad day for Dallas. I think Dan Quinn is viewed by many in that
2: organization as the best coach. Well, I could get behind that if he showed up in the playoff game against the Packers, but clearly he did not. Dallas defense got shredded by Jordan by your guy. Jordan Love.
1: Well, it, uh, Jordan Love flexed. And I think all those Cowboy players. C.D. Lamb's mom saw it. Dak's brother
2: getting defensive about it. Just saying. Hey, that's why I tell my family: stay off social media. I don't need. I don't need any of these. This drama and the headaches.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio FS1 and the
2: iHeartRadio app.
1: Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy. Ninety seconds. Use the code herd H E R D.
2: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to tirerack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin You're now entering the No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible. Great rates, none of the bull. Um, I thought it was interesting. Tom Brady Sr. Remember when Tom played and his dad occasionally would throw out a little bit of a bomb? uh, And Tom was always like, oh, it's just dad talking. Well, Tom's retired now, so Bill Sr. uh, can tell you and say anything he wants. And you know if he's saying this, he heard it from Tom. He said to a Boston newspaper, the Boston Globe, Tom Brady Sr. said, Belichick's tough. He runs a military system. It's a different generation. He's a great coach, but his interpersonal skills are horrible. How many times had he said back in 15 or 16 he wanted to win without Tommy? How's it gone? Um, A lot of the lusters come off the rose. Here's what's really interesting about that. So at the time that Belichick thought Brady was toast, done. He won two Super Bowls after that. Two. So you want Belichick. If you want to know why Belichick couldn't get a job of the eight openings, he wanted wanted the Atlanta job, and I think he wanted the Washington job. But I don't know that for sure, but he interviewed twice with Atlanta. So wherever he was going, they need a quarterback. Bill watched every snap of Tom Brady at practice and on film, games, exhibitions. And he couldn't figure out Tommy's runway. You want him to draft Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Penick? He couldn't figure out Brady. He thought he was shot and he won two more Super Bowls. He, I mean, he does no idea at quarterback. Remember, he's drafted 12 between Cleveland and New England. One's hit. And he doubted him at the end. And he got a break early because Drew Bledsoe got hurt or he may not have played him. There's this story. What a mess this is. According to a report, Bill Belichick stopped speaking to Mac Jones in week 12. He stopped talking to him. So he's petty. Um, I mean, you look at McVay's coaching tree and you look at Belichick's. What does it tell you? So in the history of sports divorces, and a divorce has to be tense, and there has to be some bitterness. I'm not talking about guys just get fired and move on. In the history of sports divorces, The most lopsided ever is Phil Jackson from the Bulls. He went on to win three titles with Shaq and Kobe and a couple with Kobe and Gasol. And the Bulls have really never recovered. In fact, the first three years after that divorce, the Bulls were winning like 20 games. Popovich and Kawhi has been a little lopsided. But Kawhi, let's be honest, after that title in Toronto, been a lot of disappointment. Popovich has just been coaching bad teams for a while now. But this thing is crazy. Like, what does Belichick do well besides coach defense? His coaching tree stinks. His coaching tree stinks. His staffs are weak. That's why his coaching tree ends up being retreads. And family members, he does not draft particularly well. He's had control now for about seven, eight years. They have two pro bowlers, one a punter. He appears to be rigid and petty. He stopped talking to Mac Jones. That's the story. I'm not saying it. He wanted Brady out years before he was close close to erosion, and you want him, and he wants him, he, Bill, wants personnel power. There's God no way I would give him personnel power. If you watch Brady every day for all those years, and you couldn't identify it was the lack of receiving talent you kept missing on, and it wasn't Brady, what does that tell you? So I I will ask this. Outside of coaching defense, what's Bill do well? Remember American Idol when it first started? Brady became Ryan Seacrest. Belichick now looks like Brian Dunkelman. It's like, yeah, exactly. Who? I I mean, honestly, I, I, I literally, Phil Jackson Bulls is like, wow, that divorce worked really well for one side and not the other. Won't talk to Mac Jones. Basically, the father of Tom is telling you the horrible, horrible communication skills. Again, eight openings. Eight. Bill interviewed twice for one organization, Atlanta, that I think interviewed 14 people. And they ended up going with his side of the ball. And they went with a coach who's had a job and been fired. And I don't think Raheem Morris ever won a playoff game. Bill's got six rings. <laughs> so, I mean, it, this, this Brady-Belichick divorce, to me, is the number two most lopsided divorce of all time. Wow. And Bill Sr. is there to talk about it. Tom Brady's dad. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern,
0: 9 a.m. Pacific. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yeah, Yo. you know, as the host of the number one rated Paulie and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, it? listen to this.
2: Dear Paulie and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most po- po- terrible. Wait, not that wait, one. Wait,
0: why? Open this other one.
2: Dear Paulie and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that wait, one. Wait, try this one. Dear Paulie and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At coming up with the stupidest takes possible. You know what? Possible. Just Forget, you what know what? forget Just
0: listen to the Foley and Tony Fusco show on the Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Yeah. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbooks app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H E R D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours.
0: Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.1800. 800 gambler.net in new york call 877 8 hope and or text hope and y 467 369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort in kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
1: they- TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be julian edelman 12 years in the league super bowl mvp three rings so i had brady on this week yeah and you know brady hasn't done as much as you so you and i talk you're very natural you're just you're sitting back there it's cash tom's still not quite totally comfortable so i brought him on the first thing i said is i can't believe edelman slot receiver, tough guy. I'm like, yeah, he'll be okay. And I say, I can't believe how good Jules is on the air. (laughs) And Here's Tommy. He's such an honest,
0: authentic guy. And I think what you saw on the playing field is exactly the way that he approached his his after football career too. So nothing Julian does surprises me. He's uh, an incredibly hard worker. Uh, He's very endearing to a lot of people. And I think what you see with him is what we always saw Behind the scenes, in the locker room, uh, getting ready for his prep on the field, and and uh, you could see why we always had a great relationship because he's just
1: such an authentic guy, and I love what he's done in his post uh, post football career. Now it's been easier for you a little bit because of expectations, right? Now Tom, Tom's going to be front and center. How do you think he'll be as a broadcaster? I think he's going to be very prepared. You know,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tom. Tom's type of guy where. If he's going to put his foot, or he's going to do anything, he he's going to bring everything he has and put it into that specific thing. You know, I've talked to him last few weeks, and I mean, this guy's really taken this serious. He he understands uh, what the network's giving him. He understands what the people are saying, and, and that's the kind of stuff that fuels that guy. Right, right, right. So this is just making his whole situation jumping into football as an underdog even though he'll be like a very well paid guy like yeah. extremely paid guy yeah. like he's still gonna create something in his head to make himself go out and perform his best and I and he said it on on the show I think he said it here where he's not gonna be the same guy on week one that he is in week 17 because he's gonna continually work. He's just not gonna put a, a finished product out there. Tom's the type of guy that's continually trying to refine his routine, refine his game, and and make it as efficient and as best as possible. I think he's going to bring that to the booth. Yeah.
1: Um. So it's it's also you know they always say that um, catchers make good managers in baseball and good broadcasters because they see the game. Mm-hmm. Second baseman, you got your back to stuff. It is interesting if you and Tom saw the game the same. You know, he's look at you're in the middle of that stew that that secondary. Tom's watching it. Yeah. And I'm kind of interested. Did you and him ever talk about what he saw was different than what you saw?
3: What I saw is what he saw. But what I saw was only one third of what he was looking at. Okay. So I was looking at coverage, right. I was looking at defenders. And so was he. But he was also communicating a play call, communicating a personnel group, going in and dictating the line on what they have to do. He's looking at the defensive group as a whole. I'm looking at a couple things, and I used to steal things in the uh, offensive meetings where if you saw the, the bare front, you knew you were going to get a man coverage. Like I would do little stuff like that, but not on the same level what Tom Brady was doing. He saw everything, and I tried to be on his page. That's the kind of guy he was. And so when he gets into this booth... You know, we were all raving about how Tony Romo saw the right. field. Yeah. Tony Romo was a heck, a heck of a football player. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. And Tom Brady. Yeah. What, I want to know what Tom Brady sees pre snap. What matchups he's looking at pre snap. Because whatever he says, I mean, guy played 23 years in the National Football League, won seven Super Bowls, played in a million of them. And what he sees, no one else sees. So, it's going to be
1: interesting. It's going to be great TV regardless. Okay, so there's two weeks pre Super Bowl. This is install week mostly. Oh, yeah. And then there's you go to Vegas, you see some friends. So, do you install, do the Chiefs and Niners install all of it? Or, like, somebody once told me that coaches leave a little to be installed so players don't get bored. Yeah. What do you do in this first week? So, what we would do is we would get healthy.
3: We, we would we would kind of take a couple days to self-reflect, self-scout, mm-hmm. finish up the last week, finish up the AFC championship, get all those things tied down. And then we'd have a couple days to get healthy, kind of get away, get your, your families ready for all the tickets you have to distribute, all the hotels you have to distribute. You want to get all that stuff done right now in these first three, four days. Then back into the week before you take off for Vegas, you got some competitive practices. We used to have uh, blue and white scrimmage. This was like a self scout. Let's get some high effort. Um, You know, it's a hybrid practice where you have installation, but we're also working on things we need to work on as a team that we saw over the last three weeks that'll make us uh, a better version of ourselves. So we used to have a really competitive couple practices with a little bit of install. Yes, you had keys to the day. You'd have keys to like first and second down on a Thursday. Friday you're going on third down and Saturday you're working on the red area with with some room to give for when you get to to Vegas because once you get to Vegas, you want you want things to be fast. You want you want guys to be thinking clearly. You want guys like I remember when we get to Vegas, we already went over a few times with walkthroughs and our competitive practices the week before, where we get to the Thursday practice before the Super Bowl, and I'm it's third down practice, and I, I I'm, I'm I know the script because we've practiced it so much. Third and four, all right, look, we got FZ option that you know this play, you know it just becomes second nature, It becomes instinct, and, and that's kind of. Where they're at right now, at least where we were at, we would have the competitive practice going into where, uh, the travel week. Once you get there, get everything settled in the early part of this week, you leave, go to Vegas, and then everything's got to be fast. Let's get back into our routine. Let's get our minds right. Let's get our recovery. Let's get, refine our routine, try to make it
1: as normal as possible. Okay, so you had the, you were part of the longest dynasty in league history. Kansas City, is it's a mini dynasty, but it's, uh, it's become one. I think getting to another Super Bowl. Now it's officially it's a dynasty. Um, Tell me the challenges. Okay, so a lot of guys got the bag. Um, You got the legacy. There's not the pressure to win one. Um, It changes to you are. um, Let me all just ask you: How does pressure change once y'all made money? Y'all got rings, Mm -hmm. multiple. Y'all have legacies. You're set for kind of life um nothing really to prove the second phase of the dynasty which you're a rare player that had one mm-hmm. it's your second phase how does it change
3: it changes because there's an expectation there's a standard now that you've set with the success that you had in the previous years um you know and and it it ultimately comes down to the core group of guys on that team of players and coaches, core group being you know Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, you know Andy Reid and Spags. Those are the guys that are the common denominators that have been around for everything. Uh, they're going to go out and they're going to show the uh, the newer guys, the guys that may not have been in the situation. This is how it's done. You guys got to jump on because if you don't, the train moves on. We find other guys. That's just how it goes. So it ultimately comes down to your best players, the guys you can lean on. They're the ones that have to motivate. You know, I had Tom Brady. This guy, you know, when I when I first got there had three Super Bowls, uh, played in five almost had the eighteen and one. I mean, he was God when I first got there as a rookie, and this guy was working like he was an undrafted free agent still. Communicating with guys, talking, still at the off season program. I he was married to supermodel. You know, this is this is what your leader was doing, so everyone else had to fall in place, and that's why I see a lot of similarities with Kansas City. I mean, their best, highest-paid player is their hardest-working guy, their best leader on their team, Patrick Mahomes. You have your core guys, the Travis Kelseys, the Chris Jones on defense that keep their guys in check, and when it's a got-to-have-it play, those guys make their got-to-have-it plays. And those are kind of the similarities um, that I see with Kansas City and our teams. You know, It gets harder and harder each year. Players and coaches leave each year, but there's always a core group
1: of guys that keep it together. So um, Jim Harbaugh goes nine years of college, Comes back to the pros. Now, it is an advantage. His brother's involved. So I've, I've, I've kind of surmised over the years that Jim helps John in the draft. He'll say, can't play, can, can. John's helped Jim on staffing. Like, give me a guy who can work. So now they're, they're in the same conference. It won't work that way. But, um, and I, I do think Jim will have an advantage first three to four years because of the draft. He knows all these guys. He recruited them. Nine years is a long time to be out of the league. Even if your brother's a coach. Joe Gibbs was gone and one of the great coaches, and kind of first year, if I recall, wasn't great. Um, what, do you, what do you mean? Do you, guaranteed success, Chargers, Harbaugh? Guaranteed? I think it's an expected
3: success. I think it's an expected success because John Harbaugh, in every form or fashion, anywhere he's been, he's had success. Jim, yeah. Or Jim, yeah. And, um, you know, it shouldn't change when he goes into an opportunity that he's about to jump into. I mean, you got Justin Herbert. You got some guys on defense. Left tackle, edge rusher. You got guys. Um, they're just missing a toughness in and a culture. And, you know, from what we've seen through track record, that's what Jim does. I, I'm excited to watch this opportunity. I'm excited to see the Chargers have some excitement around them. I'm excited that, you know, they took a chance to go out and get a John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh. I met with Jim Harbaugh, by the way, once during a free agency. What was you like? He's a different cat. <laughs> he, is, he is a different cat.
0: <laughs> what do you
3: mean? Uh, as soon as I walk in, and this is when there was all that drama between San Francisco, the, the GM, and, and, and Harbaugh. Bulky and Harbaugh. This was in like 13. I, as soon as I walk in, he throws in a dip. I throw in a dip with him, and we're, <laughs> we're, we're sitting, chewing, and we're just talking. Nothing about really football. And I don't know where he goes, what do you want? And this is like the talks have been like Harbaugh and the GM aren't getting along because Harbaugh is talking and he goes, What do you want? I got a coach, I want six, I want twelve over two. He goes, ah, I think I we think we get that done. And then we didn't talk about anything else and we just sat and talked football stories. Like that's the kind of guy he is. He's got ca- kind of that A D D in, in the office where he yeah. always has to move. Yeah. He's very he's got a little quirkiness to yeah, him, yeah, but yeah. you know for a fact he loves football. And you know to bring it back to the chargers you know I, I think that's what justin herbert needs he needs a coach that has had success at every level that knows how to win not uh, not some gimmick thing not this not like oh we're going to revolutionize Herbert's the game he's not a gimmicky guy he's not he's not so i'm i'm really excited for this opportunity for herbert and and harball cuz Regardless, the league's more fun when this guy's in it. No question. I mean, he's just a fun guy. There's always a little something with him. There's a story. There's some kind of this or that.
1: And that's what we want. This is entertainment. Okay, so earlier today, earlier today, we got into this discussion. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, there's a picture of him. And everybody said he had a dad bod. And there's a picture of Josh Allen with a little bit of a gut on the beach. And my argument is, I want my slot corner, I want my slot receiver, my edge rusher. I like that Boa's got got no body fat. I want, see, they're banging on Mahomes for his body. Okay, you're a ripped guy. My take is, I want a little pudding. I don't have a problem with that. I want fluidity, pliability. What do you make of Mahomes' body? I think he's living. (laughs) He's living, baby. Yeah.
3: You know, you always had, I mean, Tommy didn't have, like, the the greatest body. You know, these these guys, they're not supposed to be kings of the weight room. This guy has, if you watch his off-season program, you watch him, and you see what he does for his flexibility. And, and I've seen him doing these crazy positions, these, like, figure fours behind yeah, yeah. where he's stretching out his back. Like, that's what he needs is that whole pliability thing. And, uh yeah, when, when you're too ripped in the weight room, as quarterback. a quarterback, it's kind of a red flag to me. I'd rather have you Thank you. I rather have you the guy that you know is eating a couple Oreos watching game film. You know, so Seriously. you could, okay. you know what I mean? Like go get a chicken wing. Let's break down this defense. Fine. I don't need you to run too much. You just need to run around in the pocket so okay. you can deliver me the ball. Okay, here's a Josh Allen picture. So jmax J uh, Max it doesn't bother me. He really? can move it though. That guy he can move it. You know, these guys, they're not like... What, what people don't realize, quarterbacks during the regular season and during the football season, like, they don't run a lot. They're just doing drops. They're doing blitz pickup drills. They're yeah. doing handoffs. Like, he's not getting his conditioning in like a receiver who's running 50 routes of practice or a special teams
1: guy that has to be on every scout team. These guys are burning calories. Okay, so some some guys are ripped. But it is funny. The well, first time I met Teddy Bruschi, he was post career. Yeah, and he obviously, you guys all shed some weight. Most of the big guys do. Teddy had a briefcase. I'm thinking, I met him. I'm thinking, that's the guy that terrorized the Pac-12. That that's the guy. And I had talked to somebody who had uh, dealt with a Bruschi for the years, and they're like, dude, hands, intelligence, instinctive toughness, leverage. They're like, he didn't want to line up next to Teddy. But Teddy didn't knock you. Give me a Patriot that you would ever line up against that you thought initially, eh, nothing there. A bad bod guy that could hit? Donald Penn, the old offensive lineman, they used to say best player in the league with a bad bod.
3: I would say, you remember Brandon Spikes? Yes. Brandon Spikes had the worst body. (laughs) (laughs) And this dude didn't work out, didn't do anything. But I've seen him lift 330-pound guards and put them in the backfield like with a 2 yard sprint some guys are just explosive florida guy if you i think florida he- explosive crazy athletes uh mayweather remember old mayweather the safety yes he had a bad bod we we used to we used to have to give but it But he to was him.
1: another guy that could light you up but
3: he he would light you up there. you know it, the muscle thing it, it's not there's there's always a hidden guy that you know there's just these leverage strength type guys. Yeah, Brewski. That brewski. But he was... He, he Man, was a, pretty ripped. He was ripped, but he was also like a ball of energy. You know, he was kind of... He was, what, one, and he was probably 250. So, like, he was kind of built right. for that
1: that, yeah. that power. And the then there's guys... Energy. There are guys in this league that are all hotel lobby. They look great in shorts, and they can't play a lick. Shorts and T-shirt
3: guys. Those are the guys that are, you know, spring camp All-Americans. <laughs> you know, you have that. So that's what yeah. people don't realize. You'd have, you know, whole off-season. You go into OTAs, and you have these guys that come in, and they, they look so fast, and they're, they, they've they had so much improvement over the offseason. And then, you know, once you put the pads on, that's just the ultimate equalizer.
1: Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, Belichick didn't get one of the eight jobs can you see him for a year doing nothing in football, fishing? Ball. I can't see him
3: fishing. I could see him watching football and keeping his mind going on it. Uh, I don't think he's done. Um,
1: he's too—he's too academic. He's too smart.
3: Yeah, and, and he loves the game. He's probably going to have some kind of routine, where even if it's not as you know as stressful as what it is when he's coaching, he's still going to have some kind of outlet to where he's probably breaking down guys for the next year just because if he gets a job, he's going to want to be prepared and that guy's never not prepared.
1: Yeah. All right, man. I'm not going to get into um, where you're going, but I wish you the very best of luck in your weekend. (laughs) Thank you. And I'm going to stop right there. (laughs) It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff,